I'm Rachel Thatcher. I'm Hilary Gagnon. We're inspired by real women having real conversations. You're listening to the Fempire Podcast. Welcome back to the pod. We're here. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, thanks to Troy, pretty yes. much. <laughs> we had some audio issues around like 20 tonight. We're, mm-hmm. we're learning, but yes, we have Troy on speed dial, so very mm-hmm. thankful for him um, solving yet another audio issue tonight. Yes. But. So you will hear this episode... Um, has a little bit of an edge to it, we will say, but <laughs> thank nice goodness uh, Troy was able to fix it up. So I think that you guys will still very much enjoy it. There's a lot of great content in there. Yes. Um, so, you know, just pay attention to that part of it. Yes. And um, it did inspire us to go get all new audio equipment, which we're very <laughs> excited about. <laughs> yes, we've been recording on our fancy new mics and what do we even call this? The audio interface. Yes. (laughs) The interface. Yes. New vocab. Yes, exactly. So we have all of that now, and um, we're excited to have our our system down. It's just taken us a few episodes to get into the swing of things. So what you hear now is what you can expect. But we did have to send the audio off to to Troy, um, my brother, and his friend Sam, who's in Wisconsin. So thank you, Sam, so much for helping yes. with this. Um, it's taken a few people to get it to where we feel comfortable putting it out. So we're, we're mm-hmm. really thankful. And though it's not the ultimate quality, um, we think the content overcompensates for the quality because Amy is absolutely fabulous. Yes, so. I'm so excited for people yes. to listen to Amy Larson. She's such an inspiration, just like a bubbly Uh, beam of sunshine which I say in the episode but I just love this girl I can just I can't get enough of her and I think she had so many awesome inspiring things to say about side hustles and feminism and intellectual property and being creative and all the things yeah she I hadn't met her before Rachel has um written a story on her and has Mm -hmm. become to know her um just a little bit and I was like instant friends with her. I loved who she was, the vibe she puts out, um, and just what her company and her side hustle stands for. Um, She talks a lot about creating a side hustle, which I think is really relevant to us as we venture Mm -hmm. into the world of podcasting um, and will be really relevant to other people that are looking to channel their passions and harvest them into something that makes sense to them and they can put out into the world too. So definitely a great one for that. Yeah. Yeah. She's just somebody I want to like be around and work with and do do stuff with, you know, she, who I also love. We talked about, um, asking for help. Yes. That was a, that was a big big one. Yeah. (laughs) She mentioned that that's my weakness. So it was cool Mm -hmm. to, um, hear her perspective on what asking for help means to her and looks like to her and it definitely shaped my perception of asking for help going forward so I'm, I'm yeah. trying yeah trying to ask for help but no I think a lot of what she said I've been keeping in my back pocket and trying to employ you know so yes. that that says a lot and I think that you guys will do the same I think yep. you'll really love this episode so we do too we can't wait for you to listen um it's been long awaited um Mm -hmm. and we're really excited to get it out into the world so amy thank you so much for joining us we couldn't have appreciated your time more um and look forward to hearing your feedback let us know what you think enjoy (laughs) 
So today on the podcast, episode three, uh, we have the founder of the culinary brand Overseasoned, and it's an accompanying food blog. Um, she is the designer of the Smash the Garlic and the Patriarchy collection. She co-published the Smash the Garlic and the Patriarchy issue of Girl Squash magazine. She is a killer home chef and recipe developer, and she is truly just a beam of sunshine. So welcome to the podcast, Amy Larson. Yay! Welcome. That was like such a mouthful. <laughs> you have so much to talk about. Oh, great so, job. Yeah. Thank you. So I didn't, that was, yeah. that was the longest introduction I've ever had. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm just tired just after the <laughs> intro. I really am. So... Um, I know that was a little introduction to you, but do you want to start off on telling us who you are and where you got to where you are? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm Amy, um, and like you said in the intro, um, you know, I definitely have started and always considered myself a home chef. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what propelled me into doing all these other different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now I do a lot of different things, but I um, sort of started as um, just writing and sharing my recipes because um, I just found that I was cooking a lot of great stuff and people would kind of contact me and be like, hey, do you have a recipe for cranberry sauce or just mm-hmm. anything or like, you know, would you have a recipe for pork chops and stuff like that? And they're like, yes, here's what I do. And so then I started um, feeling like I could put it out there and also it was at a time when I wanted to have a creative outlet. Um, and I've always really read a lot of cookbooks and found that that is just something that's really nice to, I just, I've always really liked cookbooks as a medium. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had this idea to start publishing my recipes in like little mini cookbooks and so I was handwriting them, um, and doing like 10 to 12 per month and I was just sending them out to my friends and family. And that I did that for like six months, and then I turned it into like I was like I think people might actually want this beyond my group, and so I got people to subscribe to it, and so I had like monthly paid subscribers, um, and I just kept generating more recipes, and then I was photographing them, um, and yeah, so and along the way, I found myself doing this other branded stuff, so I came up with my timeline, smash the Grog and the patriarchy, and then I started putting out and stuff. And then that led me into doing um, markets and selling things, and then that led me to create more things. And so now I kind of have a couple different product lines, and um, I found myself doing all sorts of different things. Yeah, <laughs> so it's all related, which is cool. Like they all yeah. tie in together. Yeah. Um, so that's so interesting to me that it started off with that. So when you were growing up, were you always at home chef? Like, did your mom like do a lot of cooking? How did that kind of start? Yeah, my mom and her family. So like her mom and her sisters have always been um, really amazing cooks, and um, just I was so lucky that she. Um, constantly was just putting all these meals together that were made from scratch and so I was super spoiled and having brownies made from scratch and (laughs) all different types of things like that and when she was really involved in um, like the the PTA and teacher stuff and so she would um, make things for a teacher's brunch but she wouldn't just be bringing something normal. She would be bringing in like meringues in the shape of swans and the creme and glaze oh sauce. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, casual. I wish I was in your class. <laughs> just absolutely um, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think about that like in terms of how you know kids. There's so much sensitivity about what can you feed kids in terms of allergies, but also we can have sugar. And I think back about you know the the meringues and the clam crumbles. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's so sad. Yeah. yeah. I, Who would turn that away? Yeah. If I had an allergy, I'd be like, hand me one. I'll I'll survive. Honestly, yeah. That's so. gonna be so. kind of around here somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, um, 
Well, I think like when I, when I, I don't even really remember the moment when I kind of came up with my Snatch the Girl from the Patriarchy, but mm -hmm. it just sort of clicked, and then I put mm -hmm. it, um, like I always, like my mom has like this huge tea towel collection, so I was like, this is a thing, like this is like a sort of like a kitchen staple, and this mm -hmm. is a symbol that obviously applies to the kitchen, so I put it on a kitchen towel, and people really liked it. Uh -huh. um, and so I just realized that it kind of had, um, it resonated with people, I was like, Okay, maybe that's the thing that I should talk more about. I should talk mm -hmm. about food and feminism together. Yeah. And then I started doing more of that, and, and that just kept propelling me the more that I realized that mm -hmm. it made sense to me. And so I think, um, I guess my advice would be, um, you know, think about like what's a what's a true expression of yourself. Like I think that mm -hmm. only I can do what I'm doing. Like I think there's people who do sort of similar things, but the way that I connect these things is an expression of me. Mm -hmm. Even people who have similar interests to me haven't, uh, you know, it wouldn't be the same. And so I think just thinking of what, what's something that's unique to you that pulls from your experiences, like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but something that you know about, like if you know about making beer, or if you know mm -hmm. about, um, you know, fixing bikes or something like that, I think yeah. it's just, Start with what you know and you're really good at and work on that and then you'll find um, like a genuine angle from it because mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. truly care about it and you really are good at it. I'm always trying to get people who if they have like a little bit of a skill at something or they want to try something, I'm like, do it, do it, please don't side hustle. I just yeah. think it's so, the more that you start expressing yourself in the thing that you're, you're good at and, and you like to do, I think the more that it grows and then you figure out what your, what your angle is. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I feel like what you're doing is really just authentic, like hearing you talk about it, and it, I mean, Rachel's mm -hmm. your first point of contact, and I'm just getting to know you here, too, so it's just cool to hear you talk about it. It doesn't seem like you had all of these things, and you're like, how do I bring them together? Like, it really sounds like you had this fundamental passion, and then just built off of it, like Yeah. everything else you're passionate about, it kind of just all came together. Yeah, um, I think, and I think that that could also be hard to hear if you really want to do something and you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I never set out to say, I'm going to design sweatshirts, but that's mm -hmm. what I ended up doing. And so I think, but, but I think that that's how it happens is that just explore something that, that you're interested in good at and don't just try and fit yourself into a place where people are already doing something similar to that. Mm -hmm. Just because um, it looks cool to you to just do something that you're interested in, even if you think that no one else is going to think it's cool. Because when I started doing it, I didn't know that anyone else would care about it except for me. <laughs> right, but now people it turn out that they did. Right, right. <laughs> Which is awesome. And that's just an expression of yeah. your authenticity coming through your work. I think people are always going to be attracted to that if you're doing what mm -hmm. you're yeah. passionate about. Yeah. And I think it's surprising how much people have in common that you don't realize at first. Mm -hmm. Like when I first saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, there are other people who are into like food and yeah. feminism and yeah. stuff too. Like there's this whole like community around it, which I didn't even realize, you know? Yeah, there really um, are niches yeah. for everything. So yeah. like, you know, if you really, if you've always really liked, you know, felt crafts or something, like mm -hmm. you, could, you could explore that and you could find people who can help you, you know, learn along the way and learn technique and stuff like that. So right. um, you don't have to completely reinvent the wheel and make something completely original, but just mm -hmm. exploring something that you really care about, I think is, is the key, um, and not just, um, yeah, trying their opinion. Yeah, or not just be like, okay, I'm going to be um, like a wellness person because mm -hmm. everyone's doing that lately or something like right. that. Right.
I love that. That's yeah, well said. Inspiring. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of brings us into the next realm. We were talking about how many people supported you from, you know, what you were doing and you didn't know who would, but did you have any haters in your process of building your business or anyone that really rejected what you were doing or stood against you? Um, I don't, not really. Um, I mean, through, through doing markets, like, um, so I started doing this in 2017 and mm -hmm. that was the year that I really tried, I tried all different kinds of markets. Like I was mm -hmm. going to New York City, doing them in Rhode Island, Boston, everywhere. And so I would just talk to a lot of people like being out in the public and I was surprised by how many people literally didn't even know what the patriarchy meant. Um, and so that was just like a point of um, being like, okay, I gotta start even further back than I thought uh -huh. to kind of reach more people. Um, but, um, you know, not really, not really people who were haters were trying to bring me down. I, although I did have to, um, I found on one occasion somebody trying to steal my work. Uh, so I had to an intellectual property thing, just like I, yeah, somebody mm -hmm. sent it to me that they were like copying it. Um, mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay, I need to um, protect my work. Uh -huh. And um, I realized like sort of the the power and the um, the danger of the internet because like, you know, this person just saw it and just started using it and replicating it and like someone could easily just start putting all of my stuff like a rip off on Amazon or something like that. And so I just kind of realized, <laughs> I wouldn't even have to learn that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I never ever thought of it once until it happened. And then I was like, okay, I need to um, pay attention to this. But it just kind of made me get smarter about my business and um, think about those types of things, which mm -hmm. when you want to just be a creative person, you don't want to think about trademarking and stuff like that. It's like really, really boring. So <laughs> yeah, all the logistics. <laughs> exactly. Right? So um, yeah, so that was definitely. A, I don't know if that could be yeah. called a hater. Yeah, no, that's a great, great example. Of, yeah, um, just things that you never think of to learn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to circle back to what you just said before about educating, having to educate people, not knowing what the patriarchy is. Like, did you end up having some sort of go-to of being able to kind of inform them, or did you just kind of be like, oh, okay, you just don't really get this. Maybe you're not my target, or yeah. Well, at first I was like, okay, that's that's just not. Mm -hmm not the target but i also like since then i've kind of felt like okay well there should be there should be i should figure out like what the jumping off point is to, yeah. to be able to talk about that right. and so um now i kind of have a way of talking like people who really come from the opposite side or mm -hmm. um you know want to like get in an argument about it or something mm -hmm. and i have plenty of things to say yeah <laughs> i think um a lot of times people um, like when it comes to something like the patriarchy, it's almost like they are maybe defensive um, in a way like, okay, let's say, and we can get into a little bit more about this, but I find that a lot of people are comparing it to, let's say, hmm, how do I say this? It's, it's a defense thing, like, okay, if you have equal rights, it takes away my rights yes. or something like yes. that. Um, but it's not really taking away anything, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. How do you approach uh, that conversation? Yeah, I, I definitely think that um, talking about, like, the patriarchy as being a bad thing could be perceived as a threat, um, mm -hmm. especially to people who are technically patriarchs. Mm -hmm. um, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, my dad is technically a patriarch, but uh -huh. he... Um, 
you know, understands that it's not about him as an individual, it's about yeah. a society, like a patriarchal society. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's usually where I start is that it's a patriarchal society. It's not you as like the man of the house or whatever that would be. Right. Um, and, but I definitely think that people, and, and I think that's also why people feel even still stigmatized by feminism is that they feel that it's right. going to be a threat to masculinity mm -hmm. or, um, yeah. you know, the way that things are right now. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's not really what it is about. It's about like a larger system. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna um, talk about, we thought you'd be a perfect person actually to talk about what feminism really means. Like what does that mean to you? Because I think there are so many misconceptions about it. Um, so just generally speaking, what does that mean to you? And how do you explain that to people, I guess? Yeah, so, um, well, just kind of at its core, feminism is the belief that men and women are equal, or genders are equal. Um, and so to me, I think it's a little bit um, even beyond that, where it's a, it's a um, world where men and women um, have the same successes and the same struggles. So I think, like, and that's one thing that um, the patriarchy sort of... Um, it is the reason that the patriarchy stifles all of us is that um, feminism to me is um, men and women, like, you know, this is also a gendered example, but like, you know, women can be astronauts as much as men and men can be, can cry and be sensitive as much as women. And that's really what feminism means to me mm -hmm. um, and why I want to talk about it and especially have like men understand it and talk about it because um, it's really just about equality. Um, so it's not even about, I think people have definitely have a stigma like, oh, this person thinks that women are better and like right. we shouldn't have, um, you know, men should be submissive and all this stuff. Yeah. And that is the misconception mm -hmm. um, that I think that you're talking about and yeah. it's still happening. Um, I think that, you know, just everyone should be, women and men should all just be openly identifying as feminists. It shouldn't be stigmatized. Mm -hmm. and. Um, I pretty much would just advise any friends, like, don't, you know, date a guy who isn't a feminist. <laughs> right. <laughs> so pretty. True. Honestly. That's yeah. a, a really good it. life advice. It yeah. is. And it shouldn't be, um, well, at least that's, you know, me and my personal personality in my yeah. circle, mm -hmm. but uh -huh. um, they shouldn't be embarrassed to say that they're feminists because it's just yeah. about equality and um, being in, like, a feminist relationship or a feminist society just benefits mm -hmm. everyone. I love that. Yeah. And I think something that spoke to me out of what you just said, because I think, I think sometimes when I go about, you know, I work in a very male-dominated industry, and even with my brother, I've had these conversations about feminism, and it can be, like, offensive almost yeah. to speak about it in a way that they think in the traditional sense that you're speaking to of, like, you know, we're, we don't like men and women mm -hmm. are the best, which mm -hmm. I think is what you say feminism, a lot of people go to immediately. Mm -hmm. It's like, women are it. We don't care about men, and it's mm -hmm. like I try to have that open discussion with the men in my life that are feminists. I would mm -hmm. identify them as feminists. Mm -hmm. That that's not what it is, and your definition is such a tangible way. Like I feel so confident identifying mm -hmm. as that person. Yeah. But very, I have a very hard time identifying as a traditional feminist, where it's like I am woman, and yeah. like everything a guy does is is wrong, because that's hard for me to say mm -hmm. and to feel confident in because I don't believe in that as well. Yeah. So I think how you articulated it is 
amazing, and it's definitely because I've, I've looked for a way of communicating it for a long time, but you kind of mm -hmm. made it concise. Yeah. So it's really good. I think it's important for guys to hear that and relate to that versus mm -hmm. thinking we're all against each other. It's like, no, this yes. is just as important for you yes. as it is for me. And if you want, mm -hmm. you know, to live with women and exist with women and raise women and whatever mm -hmm. have you, mm -hmm. this is just as important in your development and your livelihood. Yeah, I'm playing the long game in society. Right. <laughs> Everyone needs to be a scientist lately. Totally. Reach our full potential, yeah. um, and especially intersectional feminism, and just Absolutely. bringing bringing up everyone, and um, mm -hmm. you know, giving everyone opportunities. That's that's mm -hmm. really what I think it's about: is equal opportunities, mm -hmm. and like I said, like equal struggles yeah. as well. Just and what I mean by that is like being able to, you know, men being able to admit that they have struggles that could be gendered as female mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what my vision would be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Really well done. Yeah. And definitely, I think you make a really good point about the intersectionality as well. Like, just going back to, again, like I was saying before, that, like, giving everybody rights doesn't take away yes. their rights. Like, exactly. you've got them, they're sticking around, like, onward. Give them to everybody else. Let's build up the other opportunities. So. Yeah, and for everyone that gains rights, there's still more people that still have less rights. So right. it's just it's just a constant of bring bring everyone up and mm -hmm. um, making spreading opportunities for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So based on that explanation and you telling us about yourself, I'm interested to see where you want to take your business and what your your goal is really with it and what you want people to get out of it. Yeah, um it's really interesting because, um, well, the name of my business is Overseason, and the reason that I called it that in the beginning was because I thought it was a fun play on words because everything was about seasonality. Mm. Um, also because I um, really do overseas. <laughs> so I, you know, like, I always be cooking with my now husband and be like, oh my god, you're going crazy, like, just remember, you don't want to be able to taste the food, just don't look so crazy. And even, like, this is something that's really not in my control because um, my mom says that her dad used to say to her mom, um, don't jazz it up, Joan, because she would always be jazzing it up and putting so much stuff in it, so it's really not in my control. But, so, it's, it's the name kind of originally spoke to that, but I've been thinking about how it also kind of speaks to the messages that I'm putting out there in terms of, like, my merch and stuff, because it kind of, I feel like overseas is kind of, can have like a um, like an underlying message can be like you know too much like overseas is too much mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. too much is kind of like what I'm all about so um, you know bright colors and and um, you know bold messages so that's really kind of yeah, um, tying mm -hmm. it all together but I really don't um, know what I, I don't really <laughs> like lately I've been really excited about writing recipes and sharing food and I just mm -hmm. had the other last week I had an event where I did a feminist cake decorating workshop cool. and that was really cool um, there was like 30 women there and people did all different types of messages and it was really great everyone was kind of helping each other mm -hmm. and like just frosting together and doing stuff like that and I've done events like that before and so I always really like when I can get out there and actually talk to people and mm -hmm. whenever I'm doing markets and stuff. And so there's so many different facets of my business that um, I never really know what's going to happen next. 
So I'm not really sure, but I just kind of want to keep spreading the same messages that I've had and I guess trying to reach um, more people. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love what you said about the too much too. Yeah. I think that's also such like mm -hmm. a, a, a thing that people are very eager to say about women, you know, yeah. you're yes. too much, to, like, like make yourself smaller. Exactly. Yeah. Like calm it down, whatever, like, please. I love it. Love Overseason it. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, something I wanted to go back to too, that we didn't get to talk about yet was, um, the fact that everything that you're doing with this is your side hustle, um, which is unbelievable to me because it already seems like this is like three jobs in itself. So I would love to know um, how you juggle all of these different things. Or like, are you stressed out about it? Or is this like your outlet that uh, keeps the stress at bay? Like, I want to talk a little bit more about the whole side hustle concept and how that's kind of come to be for you. Yeah, um, I'm definitely stressed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say that I'm like super woman. Yeah. I can do everything. Um, it definitely is a stress, but also, um, I well over the summer, um, I would say that I was doing the most. I was <laughs> doing my job, doing the overseas and side hustle, and also planning this wedding where I was managing like fourteen vendors and. <laughs> Oh my God. Exercising and trying to fit into my dress and doing up just doing literally doing the most. Uh -huh. And so, um, but it was great. I was I love I channeling myself into all those different areas like really gives me life. Mm -hmm. And I kind of have always been someone that does juggles a lot of different things like in high school and like pretty much my whole life I've had a lot of different activities and that I think that they tell kids in school like that helps you learn time management and it really does <laughs> so because literally if I had one thing to do all day I wouldn't do it <laughs> I can yeah. only I can really only operate when I have so many things going on so um I, I don't really know exactly what my my technique is just that that's how I operate and now also it's been a little bit of a um a negative for me because since I was doing so much over the summer and now I realize um, you know how much I can possibly do so now I, I feel that I don't really have any excuses like lately I've been being like oh really you don't have time to to open a book like look at everything that you were doing in July so now <laughs> right like, now oh, I feel no. like yeah so now I feel like I know you know how much I can do um, but really I just kind of fit things in at different times kind of like just operating around the clock. You know, I do, um, you know, email in the morning and I just, I do a lot of planning out of my week and I try to and figure out when I'm going to work on recipes, when I'm going to take photos. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also have people helping me too. I, um, I'm really good at asking for help. <laughs> That's good. But my, That's my, skill. Yeah, and and there's a few people you know who I ask for help the most. You know, my husband like he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, can you help me? Hey, can you help me? Uh -huh. So if I couldn't do that, I think I I wouldn't be able to do all this stuff. So that's a big thing. And um, there's a few women that I know who are photographers, and I because I used to just try and do everything. I'm trying to take all of my product photos and stuff, and now I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna send them off, mm -hmm. take photos. Um, pay them and then that's great and yeah. then I don't have to do like I just don't have to do any everything so I really try and delegate when I can um, and try and find things find ways to to streamline my business when I can but it's still I'm still doing a lot of stuff from right. from scratch like homegrown um, 
So, yeah. <laughs> were you always good at asking for help, or is that something you learned how to do? Um, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe because you know sometimes I'm like lazy, <laughs> <laughs> or, or just delegate. I don't know if it's lazy. It's just like liking to do things together. Like, mm -hmm. and so I'm like, hey, can you help me? Like, I. Knowing that I could work on something with somebody else, um, then I'm, I'm glad to have them, them help me. Um, especially now that it's like, you know, my passion project. It's really mm -hmm. fun to have people help me with it who can support it and add something to it that I can't. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really great. That's a cool way of seeing it because mm -hmm. I'm honestly the worst at asking for help and always have been. And I'll be like ready to like <laughs> call 911 yeah. before I like call yeah. someone to like pitch in because that's just who I am. But I feel like thinking of it as a collaborative effort and like they're adding to this their creativity or their influence, thinking of it that way versus like I'm calling them to ask for help is. Maybe if I reframe it, I'll get better. Sorry, I um, so bad recently, and they were talking about how like um, people do have that innate want to help. Like it makes yeah. you feel like you're included in something too. So it's like, oh, you asked me to help you. Yeah. Like what an honor. I love you know. Yeah, and so looking that. at it that way is definitely kind of a reframe too, because like so true. it's true when people ask me to help with stuff like. I also, I feel the same way. I don't want to ask people. I want to be able to do it myself. But then when people ask me, I'm like, of course. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it really, I think like, at this point, it really is kind of, um, it's a compliment to ask someone to help you with something. And like, I, I experienced this a lot with my wedding. Like afterwards, the people who I asked, or in some cases even paid to do stuff for me, they were saying thank you for letting me do this. It's uh -huh. like, I, I paid you for your services, like, <laughs> thank you. And yeah. so I, I felt like that was really kind of a moving thing mm -hmm. and made me feel like this is, um, you know, asking for help and finding people's different skills and using them is um, something that really gets me excited. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been trying to do that a lot more. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> That's I love that. Something I'll take away for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, and I think as far, going back to, you, you explained your, your business name and your messaging, but I'd love to hear um, where it initially came from and then how you came up with all of your designs and your slogans that went along with your business as well. Um, yeah, I can't, like, well, so originally, um, uh, like, for my design for Smash the Garp and the Patriarchy, I was really inspired by, like, the, the posters and stuff from the Women's March, and so that's kind of why I have the fist. Mm -hmm. um, symbol and um, since then I kind of spin off of that. Um, I actually really hate drawing hands and every single design that I come up with in, in, like, requires me to draw hands. <laughs> and I'm working, I'm working on that right now and I'm just kind of thinking, okay, well I guess now I'm getting really good at drawing hands. <laughs> this is my thing even though I hate it. But um, yeah, I just kind of... Um, I don't, I don't know exactly how, like, these things just kind of pop into my head. The, the ice cream for reproductive rights that I came up with over the summer, I was really excited about that one. I was inspired by, um, well, there was, like, a lot of anti-abortion legislation coming out in, like, um, May, and so there was a lot of um, activism around that, and there was a bar in Somerville called Rebel Rebel, and they started this thing called Rose for Resistance, and they raised, like, $25,000 in a week, which was really amazing. Um, and awesome. yeah, and so there was a lot of um, stuff talking about um, reproductive rights, and I was like, I should really just like it's 
probably obvious my stance on reproductive rights given my smash the patriarchy, but I think I should really put it out there in a more concrete way. Mm -hmm. um, so I started talking about that and people are really excited about that. It's something that's um, I'm really passionate about and even when I first started doing my other designs, I donated 10% of my profits to Planned Parenthood and so um, it's really good to just kind of be able to be outright with that. Um, and yeah, everything is kind of just inspired by finding new, clever ways to talk about, to like celebrate women and have mm -hmm. some sort of tie into food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. What's better? Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> These are the things I care about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Us too. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. We gladly support it all the way through. Honestly, I love that. Um, so the last thing I wanted to ask, um, just before we get into our rapid fire questions, which is how we always wrap up our episodes, um, but I wanted to ask, because you're always posting about the books that you're reading, which mm -hmm. I love, your cookbooks and everything, um, so do you have any good recommendations for the listeners? Yes. yes. So um, I wrote down a couple of them, so I won't forget. Um, so the My Brilliant Friend series, which is a fiction series by Elena Ferrante, which I read over the summer, and it's about female friendship in Italy. There's also an HBO series, but I just like, I'm flipping out. Anyone who's read this, I just flip out and talk really? to them about it. Oh my god, I can't wait to read it. It's so good. I, I don't even really know how to, I can't really describe it. Like if you read the cover, the back cover, like you might not even buy it in the store, so you just have to take my word for it. Okay, you should just read all of them. Um, How many are there? Um, there's four, okay. but they read they read really fast. It's awesome. like it's like reading like the Harry Potter series. That's my next. next yeah. Um, earlier this year, I read this book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, and um, that was actually where I got the habit to start doing more reading. <laughs> so it's a really really good book about setting intentions and making habits and in these really tiny ways. So basically one of the one of the chapters in there he talks about how if you want to start a habit you break it down to like something really small, which is why it's atomic habits, but like so if you want to read more, your goal should be just open your book. And I started doing that and it really it really gets you going. You open the book and then you just start going, all you have to do is open the book or if you want to start doing yoga, just step on your mat. So it's really I really like that book. Um, another in terms of feminism, I think that this book, The Feminist Fight Club, mm -hmm. by Jessica Bennett, she's the New York Times gender editor, and this book I read in 2016, I think, and I kind of feel like it's sort of like the beginner's guide to feminism. Um, she talks a lot about like, like um, how it's, how people start talking about sexual harassment and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and it's really clever. Um, and then a few of the cookbooks that I really like, I really like this book, Indianish. Uh, by Priya Krishna, who's like my hero, mm -hmm. um, or heroine, and um, that came out earlier this year, and... Um, I need to buy that one, I've heard such good oh, things. Oh, it's so amazing. Too, yeah, I need that one. It's, yeah, it's everything. It's, it's Indian food, but it's like crossing over, and um, it's it's awesome. The colors, it just fits into everything that looks like really vibrant colors, which I really like. Um, and did you interview her for your blog yeah. too? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. She's she's really great. Um, yeah. So yeah. Those are awesome suggestions. Want to read all of them? So <laughs> yeah. I'll follow up with you once I yeah. actually read my brilliant friend series. Oh so, my god, it's so good. good. Yeah. And if you look at my Instagram, I have like uh, my monthly books. Mm -hmm. Um so then you can see like all the cookbooks and stuff there. Um and I kind of like go through phases. Sometimes it's a book that just came out, but um 
like lately I've just been doing like a lot of Italian food books mm -hmm. um, and I just have a big collection so it's always something different and I like it because it gets me to cook different things all different times of the year. Yeah. Whatever I care about, whatever I'm excited about, that's what I'm making. And I love cookbooks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Them, like, I can just re sit there yeah. and read them. Yeah. You know, For just, hours. Yeah. That's what sometimes when I'm bored, I literally just look through a cookbook. So. Yeah, because you can pick up on something that gives you an idea. Uh, you, you don't even have to make the whole recipe. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just yeah. see. Uh, like the title of something, you're like, oh, I can do that, but I'll do it mm -hmm. in a different way. Kind that's, of it. Yeah. that's kind of how I mm -hmm. operate. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I hope so we can good. expect to smash the garlic cookbook. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. team. <laughs> team that. Yeah. Um, before we get into rapid fire questions, um, mm -hmm. why don't you tell us how we can find you, social, your blog, everything oh, that yeah. you want to lead people to so they can learn more about your biz and who you are. Yeah, so it's pretty easy on my website, it's overseasoned.com, and then my Instagram is at overseasoned underscore Amy, um, and they're connected to each other. Yeah, and on my website I have uh, my recipes in my store, and then also features on other different women. Um, which I love, we didn't really talk about that part yeah. of it, but definitely everybody who's listening go check out all the different females and food that she um, interviews, because there's a lot of really good ones in there. Yeah. So. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll link you to our episode when we announce it as well. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Ray, do you want to lead yeah. us off? Let's do it. Kick it off. Um, All right. Um, so let's start off with who is one woman who has inspired you? Um, so I think she's the first person I featured on my blog, but um, Victoria Young of Vicks Craft Ice Cream. Um, she is so awesome. Not like she just she runs her own ice cream shop over in. Warren and every single flavor that she makes is amazing. Um, so she's just like, she's the creative person, she's the business person, she's everything. Um, and she made my wedding ice cream. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> what flavor was it? Um, so one of them was um, mocha toffee, mm, and then the nice. other one was uh, lemon basil sorbet. Nice! <laughs> Love that. Oh, that's a good one. What is your guilty pleasure? Um, so, I, one thing that I really like doing is just coasting on my bike mm. and not pedaling, <laughs> because, which I, I, so I see as a guilty pleasure because, um, my husband is a cyclist and so whenever I'm riding with him, it's, uh, like a race, mm. and so if I'm not pedaling, he's like, why are you pedaling? So whenever, whenever, <laughs> when I bike by myself, if I don't have to pedal, I will not pedal, even if I should be pedaling. So, you're just over it. I love that. I've ever heard. It really is. Because you're like, I should be moving, but I'm just going to coast. Yeah. I'm just going to let it take me away here. Atomic goal. You got on the bike. Yeah, exactly. You got on the bike. Building habits. Very productive. What is one goal you're working on now? Um, so this is actually a good time to ask me this because yesterday I started a new goal which is doing daily yoga. So um, there's like a calendar through yoga with Adrienne, so she has a big following on YouTube. Uh -huh. So um, yeah, I discovered that she has this calendar and so it tells you uh, when, what to do, which video and when. So I'm trying to do it right when I wake up in the morning instead of like looking at my mm -hmm. phone. So because yeah, there's plenty of other time to look at the phone. So I'm trying. 
um, I've done two days so far. <laughs> so, I love that. No, I love yoga with Adrian. It's, it's so nice for at home. Like, yeah, I've done like the the calendars. Before, yeah. So it's so nice. And it's like twenty minutes most of the yeah. time. Like that's so doable. doable. Yeah, exactly. And what else? Should, like you said, you're gonna sit on your phone for on Instagram and emails for twenty minutes each yeah. time you wake up. So yeah. And you never like time. look back and are like. Oh, I'm so glad I spent all that time on my phone. Never. That was right. really fun. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so helpful for my day. I started it off with a but, but. Um, This is one of our favorite questions, but what color are you and why? Um, I thought, so I think I would be like a bright coral mm-hmm. um, because I'm a Leo, so I feel like I should be a red or an orange. Uh-huh. Leo season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to it. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel like I need to be a bright, fiery color. Um, and mm-hmm. coral is something that I wear a lot, and it's also like summery. Um, so, yeah. Very bright. I love that. People tell me that I'm very by the book Leo. So, Wait, yeah. <laughs> is it Leo? You are. I just I think know. Sure. I think it is. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're like, so like, like are you crazy? Oh, exactly. Oh, it was just yeah. Virgo. Virgo's oh, over yeah. now, yeah. Anyway, Virgo. anyway. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, you yeah. are not what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Because I always feel like there's something that I could be doing or interested in, and I never feel like I'm bored, and um, I'm never the person who's like, I wonder what my passion is. I have to find my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I have too many passions. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so I, I think that's that's something good. I love that. That's great. Yeah, right. well, thank you so thank much you. for having me. This is great. I'm learning about you. Yeah. And very inspired by you so thank you check her out on all of her platforms um and if you are looking for us you can find us at vampirepod.com vampirepod on instagram and twitter and you can also email us at vampirepod at gmail.com Yes, and please don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. It makes all the difference for us. Um, you can look on our Instagram if you're not sure how to do that. We've got a little tutorial and highlights, so you can check that out. Um, but yeah, see you in two weeks. Hope you enjoy. Thanks. Thanks.